Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the hijinks. I've got a trig midterm tomorrow and I'm being chased by Guido, the killer pimp. The opportunities. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. And the wisdom. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, hey everybody. Steve Spears here, Tampa Bay. Whoa, 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 Steve, Steve. Hey, hey, buddy, what's wrong? What's wrong? This song, man. I can't take it. You get a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Make it stop. Are you telling me we're talking all about sad songs, the most depressing songs of the 80s? Yes, this show is about the saddest. We have uh, recently unveiled our list of uh, the top 50 saddest songs of the 80s. I did my list. Sean had nothing to do with it. So I came back and I said, no, no, au contraire, mon frere. And I came up with my own ten depressing songs. You did. Five of which are completely different. And I'm surprised that uh, you didn't pick my song. My top song, Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. I remember when you were driving, driving in your car. Speed so fast, it felt like I was drunk. City lights day out before us. And your arm felt like strapped around my shoulder. And I, I had a feeling that I belonged. I, I had a feeling I could be someone. Classic. It's very sad. I think I fooled a lot of people. I think I tricked a lot of people because I think a lot of people thought I was going to pick uh, blasphemous rumors. Yeah, some of that Euro crap. Not Euro crap. Euro crap is what you drive to work every day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a lot of cheese. Mine's super cheesy. So it's super cheesy. <laughs> so today we're going to take a look at Sean's top ten saddest songs of the eighty. We're going to do them in order. Ten- Steve does not know. I do not know what order we're going. I don't know the songs. I don't know how badly Sean's going to sing along to him. Yeah, I'm going to warn you right now. A lot of singing. A lot, a lot of, of si- a lot of singing on this show. So you don't have any your, no uh, no English bands on the list. Uh, you might. Uh, one guy might be Australian. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh yeah, one English guy. There's a Brit. Oh, there's two Brits. Uh, uh, three Brits. Three Brits. Three out of top ten. Uh, four Brits. Four out of four out of ten are there Brits. There you go, my friend. It's all about the Euro crap. Where are the Bee Gees from, though? That's a little. That's a I little prefer hint. not to know. I think they're Australian. Are they Australian? Maybe they're British. But anyway, all right. So let's hit them with it. You ready? I am ready. Here comes mystery song number ten. That is the outfield from the 1987 album Bang, and that is Since You've Been Gone. A little trivia here for you, buddy. Is this a British band or not a British band? Aren't they from Akron? Akron? 
sadly, the outfield is British. <laughs> so you don't like the outfield? I hate the outfield. I really? Know. That's a great. Since you've been gone is one of my most played iPod songs. Love it. No, I've always hated the outfield. When I used to be in a band back in the eighties, um, we used to like tease people at parties that we play at. We would play like a first couple notes of an outfield song, and it all go crazy. Or like, no way, and then we'd go back into whatever else we were playing. But did I, you have a mustache at the time? I did have a mustache. <laughs> at the That's time. the problem. That's the problem. I love you. this song. Since you've been gone, I dedicate that to all the women who have left me because I'm not hairy enough. <laughs> People left you for that reason. Number ten. Hey, um, also something else about them. Uh, they were actually more popular here in America than they were in England. There's only one other band I can think of that shares that same uh, quality, and that'd be Asia. I'd like to meet like a diehard outfield fan. Everyone's got fans. Even Steve Spears has fans. Yeah, but there's no Lots diehard. You don't want to meet any of the diehard <laughs> Steve Spears fans. That's true. Uh, anyway, that's my number 10. You don't like that song? Out of all the outfield songs, you came you to stomach what? that one? I'm, I'm surprised you think it's a sad song. It doesn't sound like a sad song. Since you've been gone, staring at the f- at, at your photograph? Come on. Really? Is that what you say? I, see, not every one of your Eurocrap songs, you know, uh, moody, sad. I mean, a rock song can still be sad if it's up-tempo. Yeah, I just think a sad song shouldn't be something you're screaming at the top of your lungs, you know? He's, it's, it's, this, it's, a, it's pleading. He's pleading for her to return. All right. If you say enough. so. Since you've been gone. I know, we had, I know people were loving that. They were rocking to it. Okay, but number nine now. Number nine. <laughs> this could easily be number two. This one's devastating. This is a guy we're tr- going to try to interview, I think, in a, in a few weeks. We might be interviewing this, this man. Um, he has joked that he has B. Arthur's hair. Uh, he was in a very popular 70s band that he kind of had a riff with, and he left. Uh, let's play number nine. Okay, I think I know who you're talking about. Let's see. I keep forgetting we're not in love anymore. I keep forgetting things will never be the same again. I keep forgetting how you made that so clear. I keep forgetting every time you're near. Aha! 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 The mighty Michael McDonald. I love Michael McDonald. Yeah, that's one a, of my great guilty pleasures, Mr. Michael McDonald. The only one you could talk about on this show. <laughs> Actually, you talk about a lot of them on this show. I do, I do, I do. It. What do you think? You like that song? I'm a big fan. Quiet I'm a fan. Storm. Wouldn't you call that a quiet storm? You know, Blue-Eyed Soul, Michael yeah. McDonald. I've yeah. seen him in concert. He's absolutely hilarious. And if we can get him on the show, uh, notorious prankster, uh, very, very funny. Hey, um, he actually recorded this as a duet with his sister, I believe. Really? Maureen. Maureen McDonald. And it reached number four on the Billboard Pop Singles Chart. Did it? Number four. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. When he does it in concert, he kind of stretches it out. Everyone's making out by the end. So this is not one of the Usually shows we'll I'm be seeing together. I'm just pleasuring myself in a corner. <laughs> uh, anyway, cool. So number eight is a tie. A tie. And yeah, it's a very controversial tie, Stephen H. Spears, because <laughs> it is the same artist, and he has two different songs here. And this is another one of my guilty pleasures. However, I was talking to Eric Diggins, the Times TV critic, and he was saying that there's nothing guilty about this man. That he was with a great prog band that became a pop band, and then he became a very successful solo act. And probably I gave up on him around maybe 86, but uh, I love this guy. I love this guy. And to listen to him... Uh, no jacket is required, Steve. Oh, you gave too much away. All right, so we have, uh, actually, neither one of these songs is on No Jacket Required, but we have two from the mighty Phil Collins. Cue them up, maestro. 
obviously, against all odds. Great choice, great choice. What did you tie it with? I tied it with this little duet gem. You have no right to ask me how I feel. You have no right to speak to me so A very righteous choice, my friend. Yeah, both of those. I spent a lot of times looking out a window crying, my, my, my face streaked with tears. Against All Odds, if I had any sort of voice, I would love to do a karaoke version of Against All Odds. And by the end, I'd just be like covered in sweat, and I'd rip my shirt off, and I'd be down on my knees just screaming. So take a look at me now, Steve Spears. <laughs> you know what's funny is I, I've blogged about this many times on Stuck in the 80s because I'm always trying to get people to say, which is the sadder of the two songs? And you tied them. Which is, you know, respectable. I'm going to make the argument Separate Lives is by far the sadder song. Oh, I, I wasn't saying the other one. I was just saying yeah. Against All Odds is like a real, like, yeah, you can it wail is. On but that. I mean, oh, no, Separate Lives is devastating. Oh, man, I'm in, I'm weeping like a. What number was Separate Lives on your game? list, top 50? Do you remember? No, it was probably in the top 20. Yeah. It's it, devastating. It, I would have put it in my, in my personal list. Now, keep in mind, my list had a lot of reader input on it. And there wasn't a lot of reader support for Separate Lives. Everybody likes it against all odds. I love Separate Lives. I had a friend who, uh, when he graduated from high school, he went up to uh, New York City. He wanted to be an actor on Broadway. He would literally he – would, he, would, uh, he wrote me this letter that you know, he had no job, no acting gigs. You know, he was barely you know, making you know, ends meet. He said he used to wander around the streets listening to this song over and over again on his iPod. <laughs> That's terrible. I know, but when I think of this song, I just think of him wandering around the streets. I think the, the, his duet partner on Separate Lives is Marilyn Martin. Yeah. And I don't know what became of her or where she was or where she was going, but she does a nice job on the song. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a sad duet, uh, as is number seven, which is a highly controversial pick. I, how so? <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's a little controversial. This song came out in 1980. It okay. was not only a duet, but it was a duets album. Uh, it was the favorite... It was a favorite album to play uh, uh, for my mother, the lovely Mary Daly. And uh, <laughs> let's just play this. And actually, the forever fiance and I, we always joke, whenever we're fighting and making up, we always sing the, the first line of this, when, which I do believe is, There was a time when we were down and out. Play it for him. My friend, that is the wussiest selection I have ever seen in any list in the history of Stuck in the 80s, the podcast, the blog, the movie, the cartoon. There is no defense. <laughs> Come on. That, of course, is What Kind of Fool by Barbara Streisand and Barry Gibb, 1980, from the Guilty album. I take it you didn't have the Guilty album? I, I can believe that it was your parents. That's, <laughs> sure. that's a great song. You know what? I'm not the only person who thinks it's a wussy song. 
Somebody else would like to sound off on this. Hang on one second. Please welcome our special guest, Sarah Hall. What? <laughs> Sarah Hall, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you, Sweet Cheeks? Uh, I'm awesome. Wow. Good. This is really, So are you here just because you're so enraged by my selection of what kind of fool? Well, you know, I don't know about enraged, but geez, it's just kind of wussy. Like your oh, parents easily listening. It's listening the most stuff. depressing songs. What's it supposed to be, Billy Squire, for Christ's sakes? <laughs> You know, and there was a time when you yeah, and I were down and out. Babs for eighty stuff. <laughs> yeah, nineteen eighty. She, she squeaked yeah. in there. Um, uh, come on, a great song. I I think you should go back. All our listeners should go back. Cue it up. It's a good one, Barry Gibb. You know, I don't know. Part of the reason I like this is because Barry Gibb has tremendous hair, not just on his head, but <laughs> on his chest. And the Daily Men, as most people know, we can't generate body hair. We're like porpoises, and we're great swimmers because of that, but it also brings up some embarrassing moments. But Barry Gibb was like a Wookiee. I mean, he was like Sasquatch. So the fact that he could have this really romantic woman moment with a, a, a human, was uh, it was all very touching for me. Well, that's true. That's true. Did you have the big BGs fold out greatest hits for all three of them with their big hairy yes, fans? Did you have damn. that? I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm a BG. I'm a BGs fan. I I know oh. you are. Yeah, I am. But Barbara, I don't know. Barbara, it's been a long time since we heard from you, Sarah. What have you been up to? Well, I have a new job, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but the, that's pretty much it. Job, what are you guys doing? This, what, are you, what, what are you guys doing today? <laughs> Nothing. Why? We're recording. <laughs> Why? We're, uh, why are you in town? Yeah, I wish. Why don't you come visit us? I would love to. Hopefully in February. That's what I'm, that's what I'm shooting for. Let me ask you an important question, uh, Sarah Hall. Does this new job still allow you to send us dirty pictures <laughs> from work? No. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. I have to quit doing that. Really? Yeah. Um, I hear you have a boyfriend now. Yeah. Yeah. What's his hair cool. situation like? Is he hairy? Because the last guy you were dating was kind of bald. Well, I wasn't actually dating the bald guy. You're dating the bald guy? No, 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 I wasn't dating oh, the bald okay. guy. He's just a friend. Does this new guy have Bee Gees hair? No, 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 no. This new guy is very pretty conservative, and he's not hairy. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Chalk up to us non-hairy guys. Yeah. Well, what's what? Yeah, so, so tell us about. I want a little bit. I, I want to know about this guy. What kind of guy well, seduces a Sarah Hall? This dude, I love this dude because he's like he's everything. He's not just. Like a podcaster, or not <laughs> a writer. He's like my rock star and my farm boy and my computer geek and everything. I like him. Oh, Lord, wow, I know. Computer geek is doable. I don't. I can't do farm boy. <laughs> All right. Well, I have really good uh, songs coming up, so I hope you listen okay. to the rest of the podcast. Well, I wanted. Will Steve play one for me? Oh, what do you want us to play? Um, I want. Um, I won't hold you back. That Toto song. I love that. Ah, Toto fan. That's totally different. How does that go? Cool. Awesome. Hey, if I play it for you, what would you what were you gonna do for us? (laughs) You if I was there I'd be sitting on your lap, Steve. I'd give you a big What? You'd be sitting on his lap? This is bull. This sucks. I can't believe this. You can look at her through the window. It'll be fine. Oh, you are such a dick. I can't believe I'm losing the Sarah Hall lottery. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lottery? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Oh. If it could be one, okay. we'd be playing. By the way, my number—I want to say one thing. My number one uh, most depressing song, Sarah Hall, 
yeah. is so much wussier than number seven, What Kind of Fool, so... Just the Lord I read. Oh, man. All right. Hey, it was great. You. you have a hot voice. You're sexy. It was great to hear from you. Thanks. I'm good to talk to you, too. Talk to you soon. Right, bye. Okay. Bye. You like that, eh? Yeah, it's good to hear from her. Hey. I'd love to see a picture of this guy she's dating, though. She won't send one. She's hot. I think oh, when, the, when, the, when the mighty Sarah Hall says that you're a wuss, my yeah. friend, you're a wuss. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, I got some wussy ones coming up, I'll be honest. Well, In fact, it's... none of these coming up are the, the slightest bit, bit muscular. Well, let's play one more song before we go into some of our other segments. Here we okay, go. Okay, cool. What's your number this, six? This, actually, number six is on your... This is a, um, a British band... Used to be prog rock. Uh, you had this on your list pretty high, I think. Okay. I'm intrigued. Here we go. Memories will remind you that our love was meant to be. But late at night when you call my name, the only sound you'll hear is the sound of your voice calling. Excellent choice. Yeah, Excellent choice. Song. Genesis, throwing it all away. I should say, 1986 is when I uh, gave up on Genesis. Really? The Why? Invisible this Touch album? album. No, the Invisible Touch is where, after that, they lost me. I uh, like Invisible Touch, but the rest was I Can't Dance, whatever. That, oh, that was horrible. Thing. Yeah. That was bad. And um, Jesus, He Loves Me, or whatever it's called. Uh, I don't know. No, this was the last Genesis album I ever bought. And um, I went and saw them play in Orlando at the tan- what it was then called the Tangerine Bowl, and now it's called the Citrus Bowl. God only knows what they'll call it next. But I had seats, and I kid you not, uh, top row on the far end of the stadium from where the stage was, you know, you know, row 80 with my, my back up against the restraining wall. So literally the band is probably a mile away from me. It was awful. I mean, it's just there's no sense seeing a show like that. And I was with this girlfriend that I had just started dating, and she broke up with me like two weeks later. Yeah, because you got a really shitty seats in the show. <laughs> But uh, I was, it was. How do you horrible. take a date to the worst seats in the house? Those are the best we could get. Oh, you know how so. it is getting concert. Did tickets. they play throwing it all away? Oh yeah. Did you? Did one magic tear roll all the way down the stage? <laughs> One's about to roll down my face right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she broke up with me. So for forever, this became this whole album became like the soundtrack of my scorned love. For uh, what for was her girl. name? I don't even want to say it. Really? When did you get shy? <sighs> no, this one really tore me apart. So. Um, Does it rhyme with Menifer? <laughs> All right, well let's do Melissa. some. Let's Melissa do some other shtick. Name. You want to do some other shtick, and then we'll come back. We'll do the top five. Yep. All right. If you're not ready to give up on mullets in Madonna, log on to Stuck in the '80s. Just one of the many blogs you'll find at TampaBay.com, the website of the St. Petersburg Times. Relive the music, movies, and culture of the greatest decade ever. Only at TampaBay.com. Aha, time for Reader Mailbag, the segment where Sean Daly picks out his favorite fan email from the week from all the emails that are sent to me and not to him. 
and reads it on the mail. What do you got for us this week, Sean? No, let me just say, I get no fan mail delivered directly to me. No, the last time you said that, well, they don't, you never give out your email address. Sdaily, D-A-L-Y, at sptimes.com. There you go. So what's Send this week? Send me something. This Go is a cute one. This is really nice, really short. Um, this is from Cecily Zander. And Cecily uh, says, I love the podcast even though I am only 14. I should have been born in the 80s. It's true. I love the movie War Games. And I think it would be a good movie for you to review because it's not like any other movies from the 80s. Thanks for the great podcast. Cecily Zander. Maybe related to Robin Zander. Well, that'd be kind of cool. That would it? be cool. Well, thank you. That's great. The uh, I thought all our listeners were like our age. Uh, well, my no, age. no, you'd be surprised. <laughs> uh, we get we get email every once in a while from people who are our teens. Cool, I love yeah, it. Um, War Game is a great movie from the eighties. Matthew Broderick. Greetings, Professor Falcon. Hello, Joshua. Strange game. The only winning move is not to play. How about a nice game of chess? Fantastic. Ali Sheedy. Yeah. Too thin, though. <laughs> She's far too thin in that movie. You know me. I like them a little, little chunky. I think that's really the first movie I ever saw either one of them in. And um, it's, it's one of several movies that got me into computing in the first place. That Tron, you know. <laughs> you know, they're remaking Tron. No, don't yeah, tell me that. Yeah, I swear to God, they're remaking Tron. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, that's There's a nice letter. Sacred. Send us more letters. You can always send us the email. The email address is stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. Or you can email Sean directly at sdaily at sbtimes.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be name that movie clip time. Hey, we've got a movie clip from you from the 80s. If you can name it, you're a wiener. We have had some uh, not-so-difficult ones lately, and so uh, I'm going to try to make this one a little bit more difficult. So listen carefully. Here it comes. Pull this leg and it plays Jingle Bells. Oh, that old chestnut. <laughs> I'm telling you, no one's going to get this one right. But if they do, but if they do, we have a uh, T-shirt for you from founditemclothing.com. When are they going to say founditemclothing.com? You send me a double XL or something, I'm wearing it everywhere. <laughs> I'm a high-profile guy in the Tampa Bay area. You sit in your desk all day eating Funyuns. How are you a high-profile guy? <laughs> I get a lot of people walking by my desk yeah. onto other important At places. Interns. Yes. You know, janitors walk by. I'm very popular with interns. But uh, com has some T-shirts from movies from the 80s. We still have uh, the Strange Brew T-shirt to oh, give away. Yeah. Can they? Hey, foundidemclothing.com, send me a double XL Strange Brew. <laughs> no. Am I allowed to request stuff? Probably not. Probably not. So just ignore them and uh, – in the meantime, if you think you know the answer, email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. They are nice shirts. Aha! The mystical refrain of Name That 80s Tune. Hey, this is a segment where we have a song from the 80s. If you can name the song title and the artist, you can still win another prize from founditemclothing.com because we still have several T-shirts to give away. And... I just found out today we'll soon be getting a supply of uh, DVDs of The Princess Bride what? 20th edition to give away on the show. Really? Yes. Who sent those? I'm working with the, uh, the studio to send them to us. So uh, Perks. By the time you get this message, you can tell us what prize you want. Do you want The Princess Bride or do you want the Found Item Clothing t-shirt? Either one of them. We're big time. 
Yeah. We're officially big time now. When do I start getting paid for, for this about crap? five or six more weeks until we run out of prizes with big <laughs> right. time? Or ideas. So anyway, listen carefully because here's this week's clip. Ah, ah that old chestnut. <laughs> I have that on a button in the studio. I just <laughs> click that every time. That Mama No. <laughs> Mama No. If you think you know the name of the song and the artist, email us at stuck in the 80s at tampabay.com and we'll let you know if you're a wiener. I wonder how many people out there um, say wiener now instead of winner. I don't know. You. I, do, I, say whis- I say weasel instead of whistle at football games. Sometimes I'll tell the players to wait for the weasel. And they'll be like, what? What are they, a bunch of like five-year-olds? Well, sometimes when I do These are like angry 18-year-old seniors. <laughs> I'll kill you, mother <laughs> Wait for the weasel. <laughs> <laughs> how many times do you say wait for the weasel? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Wait for the weasel. <laughs> Just give me another minute. Hey, magazines I can look at. <laughs> hey, guys, this is Jeff Johnston down in sunny Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. And if you're in my part of the Caribbean, be sure to check out my radio show, Up in the Attic, on the new Mix 102 FM. Because in addition to being stuck behind 17 miles of fence, 640 acres of minefields, and 3,000 Cuban soldiers trained to kill me, I'm very much stuck in the 80s. Ah, excellent. Our good buddy Jeff Johnston down in Cuba. We are uh, negotiating. Yeah, don't give too much away. For a uh, trip to possibly go see Jeff sometime soon. People probably don't believe that, but it's very much true. We have been invited down to Guantanamo Bay, and we can't say too much, but we'll see if it's going to happen. We'd go down there, maybe do some podcasts, and uh, join Jeff on his show, uh, and all sorts of other stuff, so... We're going to keep it under wraps until it's official, so uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah. In the meantime, back to uh, Sean Daly's attempt to uh, usurp. I'm no usurpage. There's no usurpage from the master going on. himself. No, I got. We got five more. Five. Uh, Sean's five most depressing songs of the '80s. We'll see. And uh, here's number five, which I thought would be Steve Spears' uh, number one song. Excellent choice. And uh, no, it wouldn't have been my number one song, but it would have been a top ten song if anybody else in the world had, uh, besides you, <laughs> had liked it. I love really? that song. It didn't do well? No, not a whole lot of people suggested it. I mean, Asia... They do it in concert, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Sometimes they do an acoustical version of it now. They're still touring. The Asia reunion tour still marches on. I think they had to take a break because uh, John... Oh, yeah, John Wetton. Wetton had a heart surgery. But I think he's okay now, and I think they're going to resume the tour uh, back in the UK during the holiday season and hopefully come back through uh, North America one more time where Sean Daly promises this time he'll go see them. Do you know when Sarah Hall and I have our inevitable makeout scene, I think the smile has left your eyes will be playing, or it'll be this next song. Oh, you pick Missing You by John Wade as number four on the list? Yeah, why? Where should it be? 
I don't know. What, what, does have to, what does that have to do with Sarah Hall? I don't know. I just wanted to make out Sarah <laughs> Hall. Uh, figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? It was great. We had a great interview with John Wade a few months ago. We did indeed. And uh, he was uh, – I had a chance to meet him backstage when he uh, did his live show here in Clearwater. And he was the nicest guy I've ever met backstage at any event that we've done. And uh, I-, I was freaking out because I had, to introduce, I had to introduce and do the announcements that night. It was for the John Waite, Eddie Money, Rick Springfield show at Ruth Eckert Hall. And um, I had never done stage announcements before. And I- I'm sitting there like just ready to lose it. I'm, I'm there with – it's me, Bobby Rossi, who's the head of entertainment there, and John Waite. And uh, John Waite figures out that I'm freaking out and starts singing me songs to calm me down backstage that's great. before we go on. I, that's, that's how cool John Waite is. What did he sing you? Uh, he sang You Are My Sunshine. And he also started singing. Uh, he goes, oh, Steve, you ever notice how the theme for Beverly Hillbilly sounds like a Bob Dylan tune? <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, let me play it for you. And he starts playing Beverly Hillbillies. You know, here's John Waite singing the Beverly Hillbillies. And then he starts uh, playing some Dylan tune. I can't remember. And after that, I was completely fine. No, you weren't. You were nervous, right? No, but he calmed me down. It was great that John did that. I know. I mean, it, it's, it's, as far as I'm concerned, John Wake can do whatever he wants. I will defend him to my last dying breath. I love the man. Yeah, uh, I mean, his version of Missing You, of course, is a classic, and he also just recorded a duet of it with Alison Krauss, which is, uh, it might even be better. It's yeah. really, really good. But it's still very his... true to the original. I like That's what I like about it. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't feel colonize it. They put little <laughs> metronomes and goofball keyboards in there like phil collins did for the howard jones song uh why are you so bitter about i am phil, phil collins, collins ruined one of the best uh depressing songs of all time no one is to blame but i didn't even know he did a he did a he did a redo of it a remix of it and he added all these sort of like you know little what i say past sounds. 86 phil was you know even I'm, though i kind of like some of those tarzan songs but it might be because i've watched the damn movie like 80 times in my house i guess Okay, uh, this next song, number three, uh, you also have on your list, and it's another Mary Daly favorite, right up there with Babs and uh, Barry Gibb, but this guy has a little more cred, we'll say, one of the great songwriters of all time. Um, He is still one of the highest grossing concert acts out there. He's dynamite to see in concert. Um, uh, He wears all the sequins. He does it up. Here is uh, number three. Love on the Rocks. Ain't no surprise Just pour me a drink And I'll tell you some lies Got nothing to lose So you just sing the blues All the time Excellent choice. Love on the rocks. It's also I also f- like Hello Again, but yeah. I don't think that's too sad. That was a, that was a great album. The, uh, that was one of the very first uh, movies I ever rented. Um, jazz singer, yeah, it was a very it was a big time favorite at the Spears household. That's nice. And we had that we had the soundtrack. I remember that we had. Uh, I think there were some. There was a, several songs off that 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 hit the charts. America, think, uh, Hello Again, Love on the Rocks. Yeah, those that, those three are the ones that pop up to mind. That's a good one. It's a very sad song. I love. Uh, I, I've seen that Neil Diamond live. I reviewed them last time. It was here at the St. Pete Times Forum in Tampa. And believe it or not. I asked security once what who they had the most trouble with all time, and they've had metal shows there. And security got the most complaints at a Neil Diamond show. 
because um, the tickets were expensive and these are older people there and they would constantly bitch about other older people around them. They wanted to get their, their money's worth and security just had a hell of a night at Neil Diamond. No kidding. Wow. Would not have guessed that. All right. So now here we go. So we have two more, right? We have two more. And I'm going to say number one was a surprise to Steve and we'll get there in a bit. And here's another one I thought would be your number one, which it wasn't. It was uh, Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. But this, I know, is the closing song to one of your favorite movies, a devastating ending to a teen comedy. And they play this man uh, who's, who's a great R&B singer. And this song is just lethal. It really, really is. It's just great. And uh, I don't know. Let's play it for him. I did my best. But I guess my best wasn't good enough Cause here we are back where we were before Seems nothing ever changes We're back to being strangers Wondering if we ought to stay Or head on out the door Just once Can we feel <laughs> that, of course, that of course is just once by the great James Ingram. What's that loser's name in Last American Virgin? Hey, don't be screwing with Gary. <laughs> I should be on his shirt too. Gary don't is be the, screwing Gary, with Gary. Gary's the most sympathetic character of any '80s movie, and it's funny because today the I'm the most more than Ducky. Hell yeah, more than Ducky. Ducky at least ends up with uh, the hot chick blonde That's at the end. That's bullshit. Come on. You're happened. full of it if you think that uh, Ducky's is, is more Gary, oh, that movie, that Last American Virgin is such a knockoff ripoff. There's not a, a, an what? honest idea in that damn movie. What are you movie. talking about? And James Ingram, I, th- I mean, I love this song, but it's kind of a weird music How cue it, What's it a ripoff of? Let's, you and I are going to sit down, we're going to get drunk, we're going to watch this movie. Maybe That's I'm great. wrong. It's great. You know, who's, someone came to my blog today and left a message, and they signed it, uh, Lawrence Monison, who is the guy who plays Gary. No kidding. And, uh, you think it's him? No. But it would be so great if it was. I mean, I would love to talk to this guy. I mean, I really do think that he has the most sympathetic and character in the entire 80s. I, there's nobody, nobody even comes close, not even Ducky. So what is it, my friend, that you have saved for number one? Because I think Do you, you know what I should have done. You know what should have made the list too. I should have had a tie at number two because James Ingram did the soundtrack to the movie Best Friends, the underrated movie. You ever seen that? No. Burt Reynolds and Goldie Hawn. Ugh. I know I got listeners out there like, yeah, that is pretty funny. And he does. He did a duet with Patty Austin called uh, "How Do You Keep the Music Playing." Have you ever heard that? No. How do you keep the music? Oh, devastating. But anyway, that didn't make my list. But that's another good one. So now we come to number one. Okay. I'm, I'm actually kind of like shuddering. <laughs> it's, uh, it did not make your list. It's highly controversial. Um, I will say right now, I kind of had to grandfather it in, okay? okay. Because uh, the album that it's on, I'll admit, was released in August 1979, but this album became the number one album of 1980. It was the biggest seller of 1980. So there you go. You can start guessing. Mm. And this single... It was probably like the third or fourth single from this album. Uh, was a huge hit in 1980. It is a ballad. It is performed by a very controversial man, um, and uh, <laughs> and some say it may have been a breakup uh, with his rumored girl from Tatum O'Neill that inspired it. I didn't even know they dated. But uh, here we go. The number one most depressing sh- uh, song on Sean Daly's list. Play it. She's out of 
Michael Jackson off the wall. Come on! Boom! I defy uh, anyone, anyone, to have a more depressing song than She's Out of My Life. He cries in the damn song. <laughs> she's out of my... I mean, how, I, I, how can you stand upright after, after that? That is an excellent choice, my friend. There you go. I got to give you that one. I had not thought of uh, She's Out of My Life by Michael Jackson. However, in your defense, it is technically a 1979 uh, song. But, no, but we have made you're a... You're right. Um, you're right. It's, a, it's okay for uh, for 80. I mean, it did, it did chart in 80, and uh, the, you know, the album was the best-selling album in the 80s. I'll, I'll give you that one, but I don't, I don't never think of that album as being 80. She's album. Out of My Life. And if you want to, you can kind of make the argument that this album ushered in the 80s, especially oh, from Michael Jackson. Oh, don't you think so? That was it's, it's kind of like a gateway. It's like a gateway yeah. drug. Listen, <laughs> listen to this album. In the 80s. <laughs> listen to this album a couple times, and you'll see where the seventies in and the eighties begin. So. so then, three years later, um, Thriller. Yeah, the masterpiece himself. Yeah, but is there a ballad on uh, Human Nature? Yeah, I guess not maybe. Really. You know, that's the one that you always like to refer to. That's where that's the uh, if you ever if you haven't heard it yet, go back and listen to our Thriller podcast because I still think it's one of the best ones we've ever done. And it's one of the ones where Sean coins the term "Steve's hairy knuckled pursuit," <laughs> and it's all about the uh, right. it's all about human nature. Oh, uh, that's right. That's hilarious. Oh man, that's anyway. still one of my favorite podcasts. So, what do you think of my top ten most it's depressing a good list. songs? I mean, there's a couple of wuss selections. I wouldn't. Yeah, well, none of that Euro crap. I wouldn't but, have put. Uh, uh, I wouldn't have put Strays in. It's every song's about love. You don't have any songs about like the death of religion or God. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Well, I'm not deep. We know I'm. I'm incredibly immensely shallow. Yes, this we know. But uh, other than that, you know, I enjoyed listening to it. I really had fun putting it together. Take out the Outfield song. Take out the Stryzen song. Since You've Been Gone is great. Since You've Been Gone. Oh, it's awesome. I still hate that song. It's a great song. But you make up for it with some other fine choices, my friends. That was fun. And thank you to Sarah Hall, who has made my day by showing up. It was a great uh, surprise there for you, little buddy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sign off, handsome. Okay, guys. Until we see you next week, we'll remain here, firmly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. To read our blog, go to blogs.tampabay.com slash 80s. Email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.